Dudes to Dads, brought to you by Dad University, is a podcast to help men understand and navigate the transition of being a single dude into a family man. How do we make sense of it all? Well, we probably won't be able to, but let's go ahead and have some fun trying. And we are back. We are back. I'm Jason Kreidman. I'm Alan Bush. And this is Dudes to Dads, episode 211. Yeah. Alan, good evening. How are you? Good morning, good evening, good, good afternoon, good night. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great show tonight. Um, this is an interesting topic. Uh, it came up in conversation. I felt compelled uh, to discuss it. It's about our children failing. Mm-hmm. And essentially why you should let your children fail. Um, I'm going to give a specific example uh, that I've kind of, I I would say, wrote down, typed down. Okay, yeah. Keyed keyed down. How often do you write with a pen now? Um, Involving some stuff that's going on in the media and stuff that's happening right now in society Mm -hmm. um so it's it's a present situation and we're going to discuss that a little bit too so i'll get into it and i'll explain since you have no idea what i'm going to talk about (laughs) there's a lot of things going on in Um, our society right now yeah but that's what's exciting about this is that i have these notes and then you get to hear it for the first time Just react to them so here's the thing about why you should let your child fail First, let me, I mean, I guess go back a little bit is that as a parent, we don't like to see our children fail. It's not something that we like to do. Right. Um, and, you know, and that could be just like, even when they're, you know, first starting to walk, like you don't like seeing them fall down. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be doing horrible in school on, right. you know, on a, on a test or, I mean, even as they get older, getting fired from a job or, mm-hmm. you know, failing in a relationship. I mean, it doesn't matter. There's tons of things that as a parent, you don't like to see your child fail. Um, and, and the reason being is we don't like, you know, we, we believe that the, the, the failing often comes with pain and suffering and we just don't want our children to have to go through that. Yeah. You know, we think or we want them to be successful and happy. But unfortunately, the, the way that we approach failure often can keep them from being happy and successful. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to explain that a little bit more. Um, what I'm the overriding thing here is that I want to look at how allowing your chi- child to fail is a good thing. And so we're going to talk about some of the myths around failure because there's some perceptions of why, like why we think it's bad. Um, And then some of the benefits that failure can actually bring. Mm -hmm. And so, and then I'll, I'll, I want to touch on like, what can we do as parents when our child does fail, does fail? Right. You know, what can we do about it? So failure is really powerful. I mean, there's no questions. And I think the intent of the parent is often good, but we often try to protect our children from the failure and that is not good. And so here's some of the myths that we have, I think as parents around children, uh, failing. So one of them, if I don't let my child fail, it means I love them. Mm -hmm. So think about that for a second. So a good example of this maybe is like helicopter parenting. Right. You know, where you do everything in your power to make sure that that child is protected from anything and everything. And you do that because 
if you as the parent don't let them fail, that means you love them and you're showing them your love. Mm -hmm. So like you're, you're this protector. And now I'm not saying like you don't love your child, but if you really want what's best for them, you have to allow them to fail, you know, and you can be there for support. You can be there to coach them, but keeping them from failing is not the answer. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the myths. Here's another myth. If my child fails, it looks bad on me. Mm. That's a myth. A big, a common one too. Yeah. Because parents will protect their children from failing because it makes themselves look bad. Mm. So now here's the example. You are aware probably that there's this huge college admission scandal going on. Right. And I think they just got, you know, the hearing happened or something happened. And so uh, what what happened was parents illegally paid a lot of money to get their children into prestigious schools. Mm -hmm. I'm sure almost anyone listening is aware of this. So a lot of this revolves around the parents being very concerned with a specific school that their child goes to because they feel it's a reflection of them. Right. Whether they're saying it or not, as they want their child to go, you know, and there, I'm sure, could be other reasons. They want to make sure their child's successful. They want to, you know, whatever. But a lot of it ultimately comes back to this might look bad on me if my child doesn't go to a good school. Right. That's what they're looking at. So that's a big, big myth. Um, another myth if my child fails, they will never be successful. Mm -hmm. So that's a big one. You know, here's the thing. Successful people fail, and they typically fail a lot. You can see most people's uh, success stories are usually a series of failures totally. that led up to the one big thing that they actually were really good at. Absolutely. You know, the difference is, is that people who fail like that have learned to bounce back from the failure. Right. You know, you can build a muscle over time where, you know, failure doesn't knock you down for very long. It's if at all, mm -hmm. you know, and that's something... I think for myself, even um, I, I don't think I I where I, I did establish that I wasn't afraid to fail in many aspects of my life. Now I'm not saying in other aspects, but like with the business or something, that's often an entrepreneur is not afraid to fail. Mm. You know, and that's why you are willing to risk a lot and launch you know businesses and things because the truth is is that a lot of businesses fail. Yeah, you know, and having failed, I, I mean, I failed miserably at one. Mm -hmm. And I did it again. Mm -hmm. I went out and I started another one and it yeah. worked fine. Or I've, you know, I've failed multiple times, but then I've also been successful. So mm -hmm. it's something where you build up that muscle that failure is not really something that you're scared of, Yeah, you know? And so that, cause failure will keep you from, from trying to do new things. Yeah. So how do we look at failure then? If we've, you know, we know these myths, how do we look at failure as a good thing? Um, so I want to look at some of the benefits that our children would get from failing and us allowing them to fail. Mm -hmm. So the first one, which is just what I talked about, they are more likely to take risks. So if it's okay to fail, then it's okay to try. Right. And we want our children to try new things, take some risks. I mean, that's, that's, that's a good thing. Um, you know, this, I mean, this, there's so many different aspects of this. This could be trying a new sport or an instrument, um, pursuing a person that they're interested in, maybe uh, going after a job that they desire, you know, taking risks can positively impact our lives. And like I said, if you're not, 
if you're afraid to fail, you're you're going to be more likely to not try anything. You're, right, you're, exactly. You're not try and take risks. Yeah. So that's a bad thing. Um, number two, they build resilience. So here's the thing is you can't control what happens to you in your life, but you can control how it affects you. And mm-hmm. this has been a strong uh, thing or a theme that we've talked about. The resiliency can help you recover faster and get through difficult things. Right. So that's often, you know, people who have been through a lot of adversity and a lot of difficulty build up resilience. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, you hope so. <laughs> right. Is that they build up this resilience. And so every time your child fails and then they recover from it, they're building up their resiliency muscle. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is that negative things or failure begins to affect you less. Mm-hmm. You know, and like you said, you know, entrepreneurs or someone who's successful in business has failed multiple times. Right. So what happens is over time, that failure affects them less. Yeah. The negative thing impacts them less over time. Yeah. I used to think about, and this kind of comes, you know, harkens back to like childhood or like high school, even like things of that nature where, um, you know, things that people used to say to me, if they said them now, it wouldn't, I wouldn't even be bothered by it. It wouldn't even impact me in the same way. Like right. if you make making fun of certain things or they might, I laugh at myself now. That's why I mean, when I'm teaching, I'm able to kind of, <laughs> if I stumble, I'm like, I kind of like make it, <laughs> I read something. I actually gave something to my father a while back uh, where I said, uh, when you stumble, just make it part of your dance. Right. You know, and that's kind of what it is. After a while, when you relearn. Well, you've how said to that about the podcast. Maneuver. I mean, you know, yeah. even for me, like, I want to make sure my words are exactly correct. Yeah. And you're like, Jason, it's fine. Yeah, you know, just do, like, do it. And, like, you know, and I worry oftentimes, like, oh, am I saying the right thing? Am yeah. I, or if I mess up on the podcast or like, right. you know, and, and you're like, it's okay. Like, that's part of the charm. And in fact, even when I'm doing the videos, yeah. um, you know, my assistant who edits the videos is, is the same way. He's like, Man, it's fine. It's okay to mess up. And I'm, you know, and I'm the guy who's doing the content. I'm like, no, it's not okay. I has to be perfect. Yeah, right. You know, and so I'm learning, um, you know, even from people half my age <laughs> on how to be okay with those mistakes. Yeah, yeah, you know? for sure. And it and it's interesting. So, yeah. um, so number three, they avoid making the mistake in the future. Mm-hmm. So it's important to learn from our mistakes. And so what happens is if you protect the child from failure. They're not going to learn anything. Right. You know, if we want them to be able to take care of themselves and be self-sufficient, they've got to learn. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to learn anything from you protecting them all the time right. and never making a mistake. So that allows them to avoid making those mistakes in the future. So they learn from it. Uh, number four, they build self-esteem. So if you can bounce back from failure, that is really powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like building the resiliency. Um, the child will also build their self, self-esteem every time they recover. Mm-hmm. So their confidence increases. And so as you fail and recover, you're, you become more resilient, but also your confidence level increases. Mm-hmm. And so your self-esteem is improved in that way. And, and right. realizing like, and that worked for me. I said, after failing with multiple businesses, I'm like, wow, I, I could still fail again and be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was an extreme confidence builder to know that like, 
Hey, if this doesn't work, like it's okay. Like I'll be fine. Right. You know, and that, that's a big thing of confidence going into it. Like oh, for sure. you know, people who are really confident are like, you know, think about even like a guy who's really confident about asking a girl out. Mm-hmm. If she says no, he's like, okay, that's so, cool. Well, I'll move on to the next yeah, one. Yeah, go on to the next one. I mean, you think about it for even from that context, yeah. confidence just allows you to fail or it gives you that acceptance of failing that it's just part of the gig. And ironically, especially with that last scenario, like I've heard it from people and from women friends of mine, they're like, I'm like, why'd you go out that guy? Like, well, he just kept asking. <laughs> so all of a sudden, it's just, yeah, he was just so confident that eventually, eventually he got eventually what he wanted. It worked. Yeah. 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 So, you know, okay. So that's good. So, you you know, you decided that you're going to allow your child to fail. Um, but what can we do to support our child when they do fail? Because allowing them to fail doesn't mean that you're abandoning them. Like, right. it doesn't mean that you're just, you know, you're gone and you're not going to support them. It's like, you can still be there to coach them and encourage them. And so I want to make some suggestions on how you can support them when they do fail. So the first thing would be is, you know, make it a teachable moment and you know, how, how could you do that? So let's give a scenario. Maybe, um, your child, you know, failed on a test. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they did really bad on a test as you might ask them, Hey, you know, what do you think you could have done differently to have a different outcome? Mm-hmm. You know, and they may have a good answer and say, well, I guess I could have studied more. I guess I could have, you know, I, I could have, you know, learned, I read the material or you know, <laughs> whatever it was. Right. I could have tried harder. So, you know, there may be an opportunity to learn something from this experience and from the failure. So that's why it's a teachable moment. Um, number two, you've got to be empathetic. So, Instead, when like, you know, in this scenario where let's say your child, um, you know, went out for a sports team and and didn't make the team, mm-hmm. you know, instead of saying like, hey, it's OK, don't worry about it. There, there'll be another tryout. You know, if you deploy some empathy, you can say, you know, hey, I can see you're really upset with this, you know, and I'm, I'm really sorry. I can imagine it's difficult to get, you know, rejected like that. Right. You know, you're you're. You're understanding where they're coming from. To be empathetic is to put yourself in their shoes and to see it from their perspective. And the fact is, while you might not think that the third grade soccer team is that big of a deal, <laughs> you know, for them it is. Yeah. And they're really upset by it. And so you have to have some empathy in that sense. Right, right. Um, yeah. And, and, and I will, you know, I'll say this over and over that empathy is the most important tool in parenting. Mm-hmm. So if you can learn that, it's going to bring you closer together. It's going to help you communicate more. It's going to just, it's going to help you stay connected. Right. Um, and then the third thing is give them unconditional love. So whether they win or lose, you have to make sure that your love is unconditional. It doesn't matter that they lost the game. It doesn't matter that they failed the test you know, okay, there's some learning experience, but they have to know that that failure and mistakes are okay and that they will be loved no matter what. Right. You know, the la- th- that point is so important because child begin to shape their perceptions very early. And if they perceive that success means being loved and failure means not being loved, you are going to have some bigger issues on your hands. <laughs> right. Um, You know, the child needs to know and you need to make sure they know that you love them no matter what, you know, and my, I recall, I mean, my, I remember my mom saying, Hey, 
whether you do this or that or doesn't matter, it doesn't matter how I feel. It, that's not going to change how I feel about you. I love you no matter. Like she actually would say those words. Yeah, yeah. And I remember very vividly how important that was to me because it didn't matter that I got, you know, last place on a, in a race. It didn't matter. Like, like maybe I was still pissed off. Sure. But it didn't affect anything that I felt that my parents felt of me. Right. You know, especially at least when I was little. Yeah. As I get a little older, maybe I felt a little bit more. Sure, (laughs) sure. Um, But when I was little, I I do recall that, like, I wasn't worried when I, because I was a competitive swimmer when I was very young. I wasn't compared, like, worried that my dad was going to be mad at me. Right. Or not love me because I lost the race. Mm. It just, it just wasn't a factor. Like, I was just pissed off because I lost the race. Right. But I didn't have to worry about that. And that was really, really important that they, you know, the parent shows you unconditional love. Yeah. Um, so how about for you? I mean, do you recall, you know, as a child, was failure okay for you? Was yeah. It something that you, you know, you accepted or that you were allowed to fail? I think eventually, I mean, you know, I failed multiple times. And it's funny, you, you, should, you should mention that. Yeah, I'm perfect in every way, but, you know, sometimes, yeah, you're not always that way. No, but for real, I think, um, you know, I remember running track when I was a kid and up until high school, really. And I was like a mediocre track star. You know, I was like, you know, I was never in first place. And there was some races I got first place. And when you get those little ribbons, and sometimes I got fourth, you know, and it was in somewhere in out between. Out of four? Yeah, out of four. <laughs> Exactly. So, so, you know, it, it was, um, you know, but I never heard anything negative or was never like, you need to do better next time, that type of thing. It was always like, ah, oh, you know, get them next time. Yeah. And it was always, uh, like you said, it was more of a, especially with my grandparents and, and, and even my parents, it's just more of an unconditional, um, you yeah. know, uh, love that type of thing that helped me understand that. Yeah. Like you said, I would be upset if I didn't do it. And of course that, that just made me try to try harder next time or work on what I can improve on the right. next time. Yeah. I, I won't say the name. But uh, growing up as a swimmer, there was a famous swimmer um, that literally got like smacked Mm -hmm. and literally, I guess I could say beaten, Mm -hmm. you know, publicly Mm -hmm. when they failed. Mm. It was very, very hard to watch and hard. I mean, it was, and, and they became like, I, I want to say an Olympic athlete. We, yeah. we watched this growing up mm-hmm. and it was horrible. I mean, the parents, everybody was just mortified by yeah. what was happening, yeah. but there was an abusive parent or whatever. And people would say stuff and step in and whatever. And it just, it was always ugly, wow. but this child and they were a child at the time had to be so scared Sure, it compelled them to be an Olympian, right. but horrible. Imagine the therapy they had to go through. Jeez, yeah. That the idea was that, like, if they got out of the water and they didn't win, or they didn't get a record, or they didn't get first place, like they were getting smacked. Yeah, like it was so bad. And so something. I mean, that's to the extreme. Sure, but we don't realize that as parents is like, you know, uh, that for our children, they they you just have to love them unconditionally yeah. and know that and let them know like, like, Hey, you know, if you failed on the test, like that's, that's your deal. Right. Like I, it's okay. Like I love you no matter what, yeah. you know, like if you failed on the test, it doesn't like that's for you yeah. and you have to understand that and deal with it. It's not going to affect the way that I feel about you. Right. You know? And so yeah. that's what they have to make sure that they know that over and over and over again. Yeah, so, for sure. So with that, Alan, 
if anyone has any questions, comments, concerns, or they want to actually share their stories about failure, what should they do? They should email us, podcast at daduniversity.com. Maybe hit us up on almost every social media channel you can think of on Twitter and Facebook more specifically. Dad University is available there. Uh, please go to YouTube. There's a lot of great videos and uh, Dad University podcast as well. Um, and also, if you're going to go to YouTube, leave a review and, and, um, and so give that like, that thumbs up, and do the same on the podcatcher that you're listening listening to us on, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever else we're going to be. Um, please go there, leave a review, subscribe to those networks as it really helps perpetuate the show. Awesome. Alan, as always, thank you. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. See you next time.